Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yeah, Michael's back. Uh-huh, Michael's back. Oh, 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 you know what time it is, right? It is my favorite hour because I get to visit with my son, Michael Battle, all the way from Los Angeles. That's right, that's where he lives and works, and I miss him terribly. So this hour means a lot to me. Welcome, Michael. How you be, honey? I am fantastic. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, I had a great weekend. I have been trying to save money because I spent a lot over the summer since things were open. I got to go back out. But, you know, it's beautiful here still in Los Angeles. It's still warm and people are out doing things. I ended up at the Polo Lounge. I ended up at Bottega Louis for dinner. And I was like, well, there goes the budget. Right? Oh, my God. (laughs) I thought you said you were saving money. I, I, you know, mostly because, you know, Joey's been c- cooking our food throughout the week, and all I eat is the food he cooks. I have an ordering post. He can really food. cook. He can really cook, and I'm just yeah. working, eating the food at home, not going anywhere. But then the weekend hits, and I'm like, hey, are you hungry? Or Really, we went somewhere just for drinks and dessert. That was the goal at the polo lounge, drinks and dessert. And then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I think we're a little hungry. And then there's pasta, and there's steak, and then there's souffle, and then, you know, it's a whole thing. So um, tell me, how is the Polo Lounge? I mean, has it been open the whole time the pandemic has been going on? Were they affected at all, adversely affected? Oh, yeah, everything was adversely affected. I mean, that's one of the first places I went to early when things are open because they have a really nice outdoor area to eat. Um, and, you know, it's hard to find restaurants with outdoor space. Um, but, yeah, they are, like most other restaurants here, now reopened both indoors and outdoors. Um, but I think the coolest news from that location, because, uh, you know, you, you and I have been there a few times back in the day, is that the live music is back. The it, Polo it Lounge? There. Yes, because remember Hal used to play piano there. Oh, that's right. Oh, I miss him. God bless his soul. Rest his soul. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, that's right. Uh, there's live music back. There was a man playing guitar softly in the background. And that, I think... Is something I miss so much is going to whether it be a lounge, a restaurant, a venue, uh, and there's live music. Either a, you know a great show like you and Auntie do out there, crooners, or or you know a, a quieter kind of background music show. I just miss that live music experience happening while you're out yeah. at a nice location. So it was really really great. Even if I couldn't see the performer, they were piping in the music from where he was outdoors into the indoor area, uh, and it almost almost felt normal. It was really nice. Wow. Well, congratulations, honey. Because, you know, 
fall is right around the corner and masking is going to it's going to be at the top of the list. I really think that we're going to have to go back into mask more often than we think. Um because a lot of people are just going whenever they feel they feel like hey we're we're um you know completely vaccinated um so I don't have to wear any mask in, unless things get really bad. And I don't know what that means really bad. How are you defining that? Well, again, in LA, we always have incredibly strict rules and also we have a, a lot of buy-in uh to those rules so here masking has been back uh for i think a few weeks now that the indoor mask mandate was put back in place um so you have to wear a mask indoors everywhere unless you are uh eating food or drinking a drink which of course is a little silly because if i'm indoors at the polo lounge eating I'm still indoors. And, you know, and, and even I was in West Hollywood and, and there were, you know, bars, nightclubs that also serve food and whatnot. And if you're, you know, at the bar, you're fine. If you stand up to go to the restroom 20 feet away, you have to put your mask on as you walk over there. So in certain areas, it's a little nonsensical. But uh, everywhere here in Los Angeles, you have to wear a mask indoors. And in the office, in the office you have to wear a mask. Um, I'm wearing a mask in the office every day. It's just we're all trying to get our case numbers down, which it's working. You know, they are they are starting to re- reverse course. Fewer people are going in the hospital. Fewer people are, are dying. So it is working what is happening here. Um, but to your point, it's like I, I just this is the, the, the new new normal is so played out at this point saying that term. But is this the new normal where we just go through these uh, waves of mask wearing because people won't get a vaccination? Or, you know, what does the future of this really look like? Booster shots. That's yeah, the future. Booster shots. And, you know, I, I have to look up the details on this, but because I've heard different information, but the booster shots apparently are available now. And people who uh, have gotten their uh, second uh, second shot eight months ago or more are eligible. I'm not sure if it's anybody who's eight months outside of their second shot of Pfizer or, or Moderna or if it's only those that, 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 that are, are immunocompromised or, you know, uh, older, weakened immune systems. I, I'm not sure where it is and what states, if it's federal, I don't know. I do know people who have gotten their booster shots already, um, but I haven't verified if the way that they did that was legitimate. Um, but definitely counting down to when I can get mine, looking forward to getting it. Um, yeah. Because I can tell you, again, people are not staying inside. They are well, out One of the things about. they're talking, yeah, they are out and about, and thank goodness. I don't blame them. I think we are safer when we're out and about. It's just when we're in really close quarters, you know, and we're close to one another. Um, but when you're out in the world, you know, just breathing it in or walking on the shores of the beach, and if you can social distance, I still think we need some of that because of the booster that so many people need. But it says here from the CDC that, uh, the goal is for the first people eligible for a booster dose to be those who were the first to receive a COVID-19 vaccination, those who are most at risk. This includes health care providers, residents of long-term care facilities, and other adults. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I, I and they might have updated this by then. I don't know. Right, but I wonder if that's a goal or an enforced rule. I really don't know because the people I know who got the booster definitely are not in that category. So. Um, I, I doubt they're going to enforce it as a rule because obviously people are trying to, uh, I'll clarify that, the government is trying to get as many people vaccinated as possible. So I doubt they're going to be turning away people who are trying to get a booster just because they aren't from that first group. Um, so we'll see how it all rolls out. But um, it's funny, you know, uh, in the before times, if you went to 
any part of L.A., uh, whether that's West Hollywood, uh, Hollywood, Santa Monica, any area that would normally have a big crowd on the weekends going out, partying, having a good time. If you go out there and it's kind of empty, that's usually unusual. And maybe there's something else going on or, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a ho- holiday weekend or people are out of town. But since the pandemic, of course, it's normal to be out and there to just be far fewer, fewer people because there's fewer people who are willing to take the risk to go be out, which is great because that's, you know, fewer people breathing air in your space. So these half outdoor restaurants seem that much safer. Um, and so I was out in WeHo last night with some friends and it was just, there was not a lot, a lot of people there. I was like, oh, this is great. People must be staying home, you know, and I probably should have, but this is really, actually, this seems safer. I'm outdoors. This is wonderful. Come to find out, no, it was like the before times. They were all downtown because apparently there was a downtown pride festival here in downtown Los Angeles. There was a, uh, a whole outdoor pool party, foam party thing going on. All the nightclubs were packed, lines were on the block. I was like, oh, no, they're not being safe. They were just wow. somewhere else in the city this weekend. That's that's incredible, Michael. And that's what scares me. You know, you don't know what people are doing when you're not around them. And of course you don't. They don't know what I'm doing. Bottom line is I'm trying to protect myself, my family, my mother particularly, right? As well as my friends and my community and so many more. I don't understand it when people go and do something quiet and they think, oh, nobody's going to find out about that. I do have a hard time with that. And when it comes to the booster shot, by the way, um, I need more information. I know there are a lot of articles from from Dr. Fauci and, um, and other agencies that are saying, you know, here's who will need them first. But our children, the babies do not have the shot yet. Are they still working on that? You know, I have so many questions about that. Because if our children begin dying, God forbid, right? It is absolutely terrifying. They need to get vaccinated. And that is not happening yet. Well, it, it, it is being worked on, though, actively. They are definitely, it is. Uh, testing. It is. It's in testing phases right now. So it, it, it's a matter of time before... Um, the vaccination for people under the age of 16 will be approved. Uh, but for now, they are thankfully still researching that to figure out if that is safe for younger people. That, under that, the age uh, of 12. Under the age sorry, of 12. 12. That's right. I think yep. the first iteration was 16, then it got reduced to 12, and that's where we are mm-hmm. currently. So thank you for the correction. Yes. Um, but to your point earlier, yeah, we don't know what, what people are doing. So I'll be right there to get the booster shot because I like the idea of not having to worry as much, you know. And I'm going to keep going out and doing things. And I live in a city where tons of people have the vaccine. It's common for people here to have the vaccine. But, um, of course, I still want to travel and go other places and see people. And who knows uh, who you're going to run into uh, elsewhere. Exactly. Well said, Michael. we got to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about the great resignation. You sent me an article that was quite fascinating. We'll be back in a moment. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It is now 1023 here at WCCO. We really appreciate you joining us tonight. And this is our final hour tonight. Of course, it's the Mom and Michael Hour. We sure hope and, and hear from you a lot about it. So we know that you are enjoying it uh, as well. Uh, it's my favorite hour. And I have to tell you, there's a lot going on. First of all, I want to talk about this article that Michael sent me called The Great Resignation. Michael, where did you see this story at? I'm sorry. I, I missed the very last question you asked. I said, um, The Great Resignation is an article you sent me, and I was wondering, where did you see this article? What paper or magazine did it come from? Oh, sorry, yes. It's from Forbes, and it's from July 21st, so you know, not the most recent article, but um, it, it's one of many online talking about the coined term. And um, this and other, other publications are talking about the mass of people who are resigning from their jobs because of the pandemic, because they're burnt out from the pandemic, because they're, you know, they, they reassessed what their jobs mean to them or what they don't mean to them, what they want in, in their lives. Uh, you know, they want to spend more time with family. The list goes on and on of reasons why people are leaving their jobs. But um, millions of people, record-breaking numbers, are leaving jobs, which, of course, is ironic because there are still millions of people who are unemployed looking for work. Um, and it's it's not being it's not like you know okay a, a, a million people uh, resigned from their position and then a million more got those jobs. No, some of those skill sets are just leaving their industries, and there are, simply aren't enough people with the same level of skill sets to replace them and, uh, and and replenish that knowledge base in various industries across America and the world at that. You know, some of these industries like Microsoft has predicted that it's 41% attrition. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, of course, these big companies, I mean, that, that's, a lot, that's a lot of people. But I think across many industries, there's going to be significant attrition rates, especially uh, when uh, companies start to announce, uh, rather more companies begin to announce rules around coming back to the office. Um, certain employees are, are already back either in, in a hybrid format or some are back full time. But, you know, when big companies start saying, yeah, come back full time, you're all going to be in the office. All of these beliefs 
around um, the pandemic and vaccines uh, is going to come into play. Politics will all come into play, and there will be people at companies across America who are just going to say, no, I refuse to go back to the office because I don't, don't think it's safe. Or they'll say, yeah, sure, I'll go to the office, but I'm not wearing a mask, you know? And so a lot yeah. of those people are just going to leave their job. But I think that actually the, the number of people who will leave because of, of going back to work full time is not as significant as, this is just a personal opinion, as those who are choosing to leave because it just, they have, they have reevaluated what the work itself means to them. Um, and this has been discussed uh, by, by a lot of different pundits over the past few months. But the, the takeaway kind of is during the pandemic, those of us who are fortunate enough to be employed have kind of just had to sit down and we're faced with the work itself. You aren't going into the office. You aren't getting dressed up. You aren't seeing your coworkers going to lunches. It doesn't have that, that energy to it. We're, of course, all uh, just bogged down with Zoom meetings, and that's become quite a chore, and you and I have talked about that. So when you have all this time to yourself to simply analyze the tasks that you are doing each day, the um, not inefficiencies, but uh, anything missing, anything lacking in the work itself, uh, becomes glaring. It doesn't. You can't cover that up anymore with the fun times um, that that maybe you would have had with your coworkers or being in person. So that's driving people to just say, you know what? I value my family, time, sleep, mental health uh, over this work that I'm doing for money. So it's interesting. I, I have I know a lot of people. I don't want to name names. I don't want to get anyone in trouble. But I know a lot of people in my peer circles. Uh, who have left, are leaving, actively looking to leave across all different levels. People, you know, at the very top, VPs and above, people at, at the lower levels. They're just, they're done. They want to go do something else. It's not just a better job in their field or, or they want to go work for more money. They are moving. They're saying, I'm going to work this job for maybe four, four more months. I'm going to buy a house in a cheaper area. Uh, I'm going to move out of the state, switch industries. I've had friends move out of the country. They saved money during the wow. pandemic, bought a house next to their parents in a different country where they are from, left their whole everything here, all of Hollywood behind, took their money, went somewhere cheap, and just said, I want to be with my family. Um, so it is, it's changing. It has changed people at their core, and that, that paradigm shift uh, is completely uh, changing how people look at their jobs and what they want to do in the future. That is remarkable, by the way. I mean, absolutely remarkable, uh, knowing that people, and I think it's a beautiful thing. We need to come to terms with who we are or who we have become during this pandemic, so it makes sense to me. All right, Michael, we're going to take a break, and we'll come back and talk some more about a whole lot more. We'll be back in a moment. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out of market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us tonight and sticking and staying with us. This is the Mom and Michael Hour, and as we wrap up this half hour, um, I really have to ask Michael about realtors. I don't know about you, Michael, but, you know, we had that that very short period of time here in the Twin Cities metro as well as the state of Minnesota uh, where realtors were, were just doing big numbers with properties that were on sale, you know, the houses. And people were getting sometimes twice what they wanted. Um, and then all of a sudden everything came to a complete halt just stopped moving. You see houses now with the signs up and they're just, I mean, it's been weeks, even a month and a half and nothing is moving. I talked to a woman who used to live near your auntie and she's selling her home and she said, I don't understand it. She said, I've only had two people come to look at the property and it's a beautiful property. Uh, But many homeowners are asking, what the heck happened? Why is my home not selling? Are those the questions you're hearing from your friends in California as well? No. (laughs) I mean, here in (laughs) L.A., the housing market is just on fire. You can't can't, uh, find a house for a decent price. And even when you do find that overpriced property, barely stays in the market. And and nationally, that actually is still the trend where uh, houses are on, on the market. I think the national average last time I heard was... I think 24 hours a house stays on the market. I mean, they're still flying out of here. And, and, and realtors, you would think, are actually doing, you know, having a great time. But for them, it's really challenging because they're all trying to sell the, the same small batch of homes available throughout the country because there's just so – there aren't enough houses for people to buy. Um, but, no, I have um, a coworker who lives uh, with her in-laws, and they were house shopping, and they found one, and it was way more than they wanted, and they had to it put an offer in immediately. To, to go ahead and buy it. So things are moving very quickly out here and, and other parts of the country. But I am interested. I would love to know more. Uh, we should research to figure out why homes in the Twin Cities uh, in certain areas maybe or certain price points maybe seem to be sitting on the market longer. Um, but, yeah, here, no, stuff is still flying off, flying off the uh, the charts. Maybe we'll do that next Sunday and talk to a realtor together about it because I find it fascinating. Um, and I also wonder, um, like, when you were here back in July, you were here for like 10 days. It was so great to have you here. Uh, and it's unfortunate why you were here because your grandfather died. But I must say I was really grateful that you were able to stay longer to visit with family. And we talked about how beautiful downtown Minneapolis is. It is remarkable Gorgeous. what they have yeah. done for young people within your age group. I mean, it is remarkable. And you see a lot of condos and apartments, but homes, no. It's it's like, are, are we seeing more young people buying condos instead of homes? Oh, because well, they can't afford homes. <laughs> My generation, we can't afford houses. Uh and I, I mean, you and I have talked about this at length. That people are like, oh, why are millennials buy more houses? Well, because your jobs don't pay enough for us to buy a house. That's why. Um, several of my friends do own homes, but they were able to do so both by saving for a long period of time and by getting down payments from their parents. So yeah. the 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 property wealth that my generation has is, for the most part, in my experience, coming from the previous uh, from our parents. It's not money that we were able to make. Whereas your your generation, I feel like you worked hard uh, and were able to buy houses because they were affordable houses that you could start with and build equity with and maybe fix those houses up and then sell those and find, uh, as your career went forward, find uh, better properties thereafter. That just, especially in big cities, 
that whole plan, that whole market is just gone. The entry-level home, quote-unquote, uh, if it was an actual single-family home here in Los Angeles, is like $600,000. So even if you have a two-income household and your household's making, let's say, $120,000 a year, which is a really significant amount of money, uh, if you yourself are trying to come up with a down payment for $600,000, you can't afford that house. Uh, and really, when you break down the math, you can't really afford those payments either. And the property taxes here in Los Angeles. So I don't have the math around if people my age are buying condos more often, but just um, you know, from that information, I would assume yes, because that's what they're able to get into. If you want something under $500,000 in a major city in America, Minneapolis included, uh, yeah, condo is the way to go. And, you know, middle class is shrinking. It is absolutely shrinking. I don't know who's going to pay the country's bills <laughs> if we don't get this straightened out. You remember it was uh, uh, President Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, who said, you know, we, we're going to have a, a car in every driveway and a chicken in every pot, you know. And my mother used to say that actually happened. You know, people were able to have a living wage. They had great jobs. They were in unions. And, you know, like in Gary, Indiana, it was all about the steel mills. And they were able to send their children to college. Think about that. I mean, there are young people saying, I can't have children. I don't have, I can't pay for all of that. You go into some of the stores, Michael, and, and um, clothing for children. Clothing. I'm talking, you know, four years old to ten years old. Is like... like a pair of shoes. I just bought a pair of shoes for your niece. $44. She's four wow. years old. Wow. But they they protect her ankles. What else are you going to do? <laughs> you know, you buy the cheap yeah. shoes and her ankles aren't protected. Oh, my goodness. It's so frustrating. Um, so I, I feel so bad for your generation because you may have education, but you're in such debt already because of the education. Um, just... I don't know. I don't know where else to turn and look well, except up, you know? I mean, I need Biden to cancel all student loans. That would be fantastic. If it hasn't Congress happened yet. Done. No, it yeah. happened for, for certain types of student loans and certain, uh, certain for-profit institutions that went bankrupt, which has been great. Um, and there's a few other borrowers that have been included in the most recent batches. So some people have found relief, but I think widespread cancellation of student loans would help us be able to actually save money for those down payments as opposed to having to have privilege enough to have parents who can give you, you know, $50,000 plus cash for a house. Um, and secondly, again, I'm not an economist. I have no idea how the math around this works, but I think they're just going to be higher wages. Yes, coupled with likely continued inflation, but uh, kind of what we were saying earlier, if people are leaving their jobs because they don't like the job, they don't like, like their commute, the city is too expensive, they're either going to take that remote work with them to a cheaper city and grow there, or they're not going to go back to work with those big companies without a big salary that allows them to pay for the life that they want. We're already seeing that with tech companies um, in all the big cities. From you know, obviously in Hollywood, my, in my sector, you have Netflix and Amazon, you know, iTunes, these mega, mega, multi-billion-dollar companies that are paying absolute top dollar for talent. Um, and yes, there's a high level of churn at those companies because even though they're paying top dollar, they tend to lay people off quite quickly and frequently. But that said, that has changed the industry. It changed it initially by driving up salaries, but now it's changing the expectation. If I'm going to live in this city and drive to your office and deal with your asinine culture, you're going to pay me 
beyond top dollar with perks, tuition reimbursement, uh, hybrid work style. I can move to a different state if I want. It's all of the above now, that extra piece that my, my generation is asking for, just tolerate the company's behavior and the expense of the big cities. There are some of the big cities that are doing very well. They're building new buildings and that sort of thing, and, and the Twin Cities is one of them, right, even even throughout Minnesota. Um, at the same time, there are other cities that aren't, you know, they don't have the opportunity yet, the financial or uh, economic way to do it um, that won't that won't make the economy seem like it's dying or it's taking a, a dive. And I don't know how that's going to go or where people are moving right now, but I will tell you this, no matter where I travel, I've seen it in Los Angeles, I've seen it here, and I've seen it in other states. And I'm telling you, Michael, some of these buildings are not being built well as far as I'm concerned. And I don't know the schematics. I don't know what they should be doing. But it looks like I could go kick in, you know, a wall or two. It's so tinny. I mean, you, you probably hear people flushing the toilet. Seriously. It's, I mean, and then you have some of these old buildings that are being renovated, like in North um, the North Loop. North Loop area, yeah. Oh, it's incredible what they've done over there, right? And and they're not going to hear their neighbors flushing toilets. You know, well, I, I live I live in one of those brand new buildings that looks flimsy when it was being built, and I don't hear any toilets flushing. So I can I can guarantee you they got something right because it's relatively quiet. Although you may have just heard a helicopter just a second ago, so maybe I'm putting my, my foot in my mouth right now. Um, but that, yeah. that's more the, the windows than the walls. Um, but yeah, I think maybe people are not flushing. <laughs> <laughs> Just knows? saying. Just saying. This is a wonderful topic to bring up at ten forty-five on a Sunday night. By the way, are you do you sure live in flushing? one of those apartments? Do you live in one of those really thin-walled apartments? Yes. That, I mean that's okay. Yeah. And do you hear people flushing? I don't hear the actual sound of the flushing, but but pipes. You hear the pipes. Uh, going from apartment to apartment, when when you know whether someone's in the shower or someone's using the sink to brush their teeth, or they are flushing. You can you hear know. that through your walls. Yeah, well, wait, oh. above you and below you. What? Yeah. Wait, sorry. What what I'm hearing him say is that he hears the pipes of piping. I should have clarified that. Come on, Michael. Really? My name ain't Danny Boy. Okay. <laughs> cue the song. I mean, we're doing. No, don't song, don't cue man. the song. Don't cue the song. We don't okay. want to get sued. Okay. Oh, that's <laughs> like right. the happy birthday people. Exactly. <laughs> happy. Okay. No. No, uh, no. But I mean, yeah. This it's. I agree with Michael. You know him talking about how expensive it's gotten. It's not just houses but you're talking about these places here on washington avenue in minneapolis and over across the river in the north uh northeast sector of minneapolis and some of these other places you look you go online and look and you're again you're talking about 15 2000 2500 for two bedrooms i mean that's it uh, now now again (laughs) it's not going to compare to new york or la yeah. But, but still, you're $2,500 a month. That's a lot. That's a ton of money. And not enough room. Don't it, try to bring yes. your family in to have dinner. You got enough a, room for again, a table with four seats. There pe- you go. People don't think Some about Some of them. People don't think about this when they think about the minimum wage. $10, $15. Yeah. yeah. 
if if you make it's simple math, simple math. If you make twenty dollars an hour over a year, you work forty hours a week, no overtime. We'll say no overtime. So twenty dollars an hour, you multiply that by the number of hours in a week, forty. That gets you eight hundred dollars a week. Mm-hmm. You multiply that times give or take, but by, by fifty. You got the number of weeks in a year; it's fifty-two. We'll shorten it and say fifty. So you multiply eight hundred by fifty. That gets you forty thousand. That's forty thousand dollars a year. And if you have a and family, that's, and that's forget about it. That's yeah. pre right pre tax, and once the tax is taken, it's a whole nother ball game. Yes, that's why I get so upset when people say to me. You know, these young people are getting this money from uh, President Biden and, you know, this this money, this $300 a week. That's why they're not taking these jobs. That's not true. You do the math. $300 a week is at poverty level for some of these young people. That's, that's way below poverty level. Way it's below. ridiculous. $300 a week. But, but, but that, that whole argument of, well, people aren't working because they were making too much with those checks from Biden and the government. Well, but let's, to Jonathan's point, analyze how in the world unemployment paid them more than their full-time job. How, again, people I know living in Los Angeles making $15 an hour. How in the world were those people, those, you know, in in their 20s or so, who have three, four roommates, uh, some of them I've spoken to have a one bedroom, one lives in the front part, the other's in the bedroom. I have had... Uh, young people I know where there's three people in a one bedroom where they just have a partition in the living room for two people, one person, or like a couple in the be- in the bedroom. So four youthful incomes in a one bedroom apartment that of course cost them like twenty seven hundred bucks a month. And and then people are saying, Well, why don't they want to go back and work for pennies and just, you know, slave away at these jobs to not be able to have their own place to live in because it's ridiculous. Those wages don't match the cities in which they live. And to, to loop this into what I was saying earlier, I think uh, a lot of cities are also going to begin to shift um, as people take their big city salaries back home. Because, you know, here in the cities, so many of us are transplants. We all came from somewhere else in the country. And I know friends who, you know, lived out here and have moved back to the Twin Cities. I have coworkers and former bosses who moved back to the South, and they took their upper six-figure salary with them. And they bought homes, and they're having families. So uh, I think that's going to really begin to shift the um, not only the politics of some of those areas, but the, the income brackets there uh, when those new West Coast salaries hit those uh, less expensive areas. Well said. And now we have to take a break. We'll be back with our last segment in just a moment. Welcome back, everyone. It is now 10.53. And as we wrap up this hour of the Mom and Michael Hour, I have to say I'm so grateful that you stick and stay with us every Sunday night. And, Michael, before we go, you know, I want to know if there was something that has happened for you um, during this pandemic. It's been a year and a half. We're we're about to enter into fall pretty soon. And I'm just wondering, is there anything that that made you better during this pandemic? Oh, my goodness. So many things. Um, One of the, the best things I can advise anyone to do is get a therapist. And actually, I ran into an old, an old coworker of mine at Whole Foods. Um, just, a, I think, midweek, I went there to pick something up. And he and I were talking about that. And I was like, yeah, I found a really great therapist. He's like, you do? I found a great therapist also. Um, and, and for me, that's important because we're both, you know, in our 30s, we're black men. And, and black culture especially 
therapy for some reason is not as popular for men. Um, and it's been really, really great across my friend circle of all cultures, but especially, especially with black men, for us to just normalize saying out loud, I have an amazing therapist and that's how I got through 2020 because that year was way too much for all of us. So that's probably a, a most definitely a, a top improvement addition to my life during the pandemic. Yeah, and I promised you that I would find someone to talk to. I have a hard time with it. I was raised, I was raised and, and told, you know, if you need a therapist, go to Jesus. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and so it's really hard for me to figure out how do I start the conversation with the therapist. But you, I've promised you, and I've looked it up, and I know where I can go. Um, I just need to make the move, son. I just need yeah, to make the move. You just start. I mean, it's, it's just a person. They aren't some magical wizard who fixes everything. They're simply a, a smart person who creates a space for you to process uh, whatever it is you want to process. And it takes time, but they're very good at what they do. Um, and that there's different styles, of course. Some that give you suggestions. Some that kind of let you come up, come to your own conclusions, depending on who you pick. Um, but having those safe spaces to be authentically yourself and to speak to what we are all going through uh, is, I think, more important now than ever. Okay, so real quickly, what did you expect for your first therapy? I was just as nervous as you sound. I had no idea. And, you know, and I'm, I'm smart and analytical, and I thought I would give this person all this extra information and context to understand me better. Uh, and, you know, he didn't need any of that. <laughs> he just listened to what I said and didn't say and was to get to a, a point that I didn't even realize was there and it really helped me work through some amazing things. So I kind of just be in that space, be authentic and truthful, and let them do their job. It's not going to fix all of your problems, but it sure will help. Maybe I should become a therapist. I'm good at listening. Well, I start with going to one, and then we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Bet Jonathan hasn't been to one. <laughs> no, we know he hasn't. <laughs> you see how I silent like he is. I sit on the couch right over there. Right over there. <laughs> Tell Let me, me tell you, thoughts. it has helped. Tell me your feeling. It has helped so many adults and children, by the way, during this pandemic. Yeah. A lot of parents have sent their children to therapy. So you're absolutely right, Michael. Having someone to talk to that you trust, that can give good advice, uh, and just give you uh, the space to be able to let it go. Um, yeah, I got to do that. I really do. And now that I've forgiven home, some you, folk, you, you don't even have to go in their in their office now. You can do it from home on video. Oh, really? Yes. I did mine during the lockdown on video the whole time. How about that? Maybe you can help me then. You'll help me pick. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) It has been a pleasure, you guys. Thank you so much. Michael, you know I love you. Jonathan, thank you so much for taking good care of us every Sunday night. We'll see you all next Sunday. Good night. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 